This, this, this. <laughs> this is the Rich Eisen Show. I got all the love in the world. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Curry dribbles on him, step back, jump around the way. Go! Cleveland Cavalier fans booed this man. Yeah. Who boos Steph Curry? Earlier on the show, Tampa Bay Times Bucks writer Rick Stroud. Coming up, Rams offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth. Stanford head coach David Shaw. From Apple TV's Ted Lasso. Actor Nick Mohammed. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We're going to get a call shortly from Andrew Whitworth, my buddy from the Rams and the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner. Checking in with him um, as uh, we're now, what, a week and a half removed from the Super Bowl win here in Los Angeles, California. Um, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. NBA returns tonight, gents. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it returns tonight. Get those lineups set. Get those lineups set. Uh, Celtics at the Nets. Nice way for you to start That's the fun. second half of the I season. I like it. We'll see what Ben Simmons looks like. Wait a minute. <laughs> this just in. Um, Hawks and Bulls. Bulls hit the second half of the season 17 games over 500. 38 and 21 for Billy Donovan, Chicago Bulls. Tied for the one seed. DeMar DeRozan, one of the hottest players we've ever seen on one of the greatest stretches of basketball we've ever seen. Yeah. Right? What is he? Got a streak of 30 point games, but shooting over 50%, over 50% or better. Yeah. He, he, Ty Wilt's mark or break yeah, it? Um, I, I think he might have bested it by I one game. I think he broke it, didn't yeah, he? I think he broke it. I mean, how about them, Apples? Warriors and the Blazers tonight, um, and the Suns and the Thunder. The Suns take the uh, the court with a huge lead in the Western Conference. They have just they have just uh, as the Warriors stumbled a bit. And, yeah, six and a half up on Golden State. Thing is, but, Chris Paul's out two months. That's so right. We'll and then you're like. seeing um, a lot of talk right now, a ton of talk right now. About the Memphis Grizzlies. They've won 41 games. Can they win the West? Jay Will picked them to go to the finals. I saw that. That's like the basketball version of ESPN of of, uh, of uh, Orlovsky saying that uh, you put Burrow on the Steelers and he's going to the Super Bowl. Right. Right? I actually believe that, right? Don't you? What? If you had Burrow was on the Steelers, he'd go well, to the Super Bowl. I think Bowl. that is borne out, right? He yeah. was styling all over Stephen A. Smith for that, right? So, yeah, man, for sure. Um, so the NBA returns this evening. Nuggets, Kings, Grizz at the Timberwolves. Love it. Yeah, Hawks. Hawks Bulls Hawks is a big Bulls. game. They need to get it going. Well, Hawks are 200 500. Yeah, I know. Hawks have been struggling. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers, 12 over 500. Boy, they are going to be poised to win the championship when LeBron comes back. <laughs> See, we got into this on the pod yesterday. I don't think they should. The Rich should... Eisen Show Basketball Podcast. The Rich Eisen Show Basketball Podcast. Right. Check it out now on YouTube. And Andrew Whitworth is calling in right now. But right. I don't think the Cavs should go after LeBron. Like, why break up your young nucleus? Think about what you'd have to give up to get him. And as I pointed out, he'll be a free agent. So you won't have to give up any. Let's be honest, gents. I don't like it. Let's be honest, I don't like gents. It. If LeBron had to choose the spot, 
where he has his Griffey year with his son. It's the Cavs. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Please. And the Cavs shouldn't do he it. He goes home and his son and him play for the hometown team together. It's exactly where he'd want to play it. Exactly. I would think. Unless it's here in Los Angeles, you know, because, you know, he's got his house here. He's got his life here. He's with got everything clip, here. With the Clippers. With the Clippers. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, man. Go to Inglewood. <laughs> Breaking a new That'd stadium. Be great. Win a, t- win a title. I would go to all those games. I would park in the NFL Network parking garage. And you want to get down season tickets? We'll split them? Yeah, like 90, 90 10? You go into 90? <laughs> <maybe 10? laughs> I'm just saying because there's, there's levels to pay grades. And stuff. Know, it kind of sounds like a raw deal, to be honest. Well, I'm saying <laughs> your name is on the mug, and I, don't, I ain't got a mug with my name on it. So Not yet. I mean, it's coming you a mug. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's now time to welcome in on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line a Super Bowl champion and the Walter Payton Man of the Year. What a weekend. A couple of weekends ago for our friend Andrew Whitworth. How you doing, Whit? Good, Rich. I appreciate having you on, man. Um, so have you paid for a meal in the last two weeks at all? A drink? You know, have you? I have not. It's been, uh, it's been hilarious. You know, as, as an O-lineman, you know, we don't get a whole lot of attention. So uh, I yeah. get to kind of feel what it feels like to be a quarterback for a week or two. You know, it's kind of nice. I like it. Uh, you know, last time I saw you, it was at the Great Craig's Restaurant here in Los Angeles, California. I was celebrating Coop's 11th birthday. You were celebrating your first Super Bowl win. Kind of similar. And, um, you know, except I didn't get a standing ovation when I walked in the door. You did, correct? <laughs> that happened, right? That's right. It was uh, That was pretty unbelievable. We took a bunch of the guys that – we have a dinner club with all throughout the season that we always do, and uh, it was really special for all of us to get in there and, and just feel a little bit of love from the city. Isn't that right? I mean, and th- that doesn't happen in L.A. where you, know, you stand up for the Super Bowl champions. That's, as a matter of fact, you know, hasn't happened since the Raiders did it back in the day here. Um, how, what's that been like for you walking around town? Walking wherever you know, it's really cool. You, you think of how special it is to win a Super Bowl and all the people that are a part of it. But then when you start just going around and you know grab a cup of coffee or drop my kids off at school or just any of those type things, and you realize how excited and happy and just uh, how much it's made other people's day as well, um, it really starts to sink in. And what a special accomplishment it is! So many people that it means so much to. Uh, it's, it's just unbelievable and so rewarding just walking around and realizing, man, this is just good energy for our entire city and area and, and uh, everyone in L.A. just has a little bit of a little bit of a, you know, standing a little taller, a little happier this week. Take me in the huddle here, uh, Andrew Whitworth, with six minutes to go. Rubber meeting road. Um, last couple of offensive possessions, despite starting around midfield, leading to nothing. Running game, not really working at all and Stafford gets in the huddle with the rest of you and what happened in the Super Bowl you know it was unbelievable you know you kept having those feelings that uh, back to 18 and we we didn't play as well as we wanted you know in that game and, and even though we had a good first half and this one um, started to stall out there and, and you kind of go back and remember that in that game I felt like we got kind of down on ourselves against the Patriots and worried about the fact that we weren't having a good day rather than just, man, just find one drive and go win the game. And in this one, I thought we were able to really settle in. And Sean had a great, just called the offense over and I, listen, regardless of how anything's happened, you'll never regret just having the best drive of your life right here and going and scoring and finding a way to become Super Bowl champs. And sure enough, when we got in that huddle, you just felt that kind of calm and resolve from our group that we were just going to find a way to meticulously just move down the field 
and keep moving the chains and find a way to get in that end zone and, and to, to watch it happen and be a part of it is just something I'll never forget. And what goes through your mind, Andrew Whitworth, when it's fourth and short and you're going for it and this is it, like this is definitely go time. You did have a few, all three timeouts left and it's entirely possible the defense held and you would have still had a chance to tie, not just win it with a touchdown. But the call comes in and it's, it's, it's a handoff to Cup. What happens? Uh, do, you, do you go, okay, well, this is it? Like, what, what do you got for me there? Well, you know, you, you go through the week and you have all these, like, hey, just in situational football, we got a couple calls that we may call. And you don't think of fourth and a half a yard for the uh, chance to move on and, and have a drive to win the Super Bowl. But, right. uh, that wasn't really the scenario we worked. But it was, hey, if we get third and short, we get a fourth and short, here's a call we kind of like to just get that yard simulate a quarterback sneak and, and actually hand it off to the receiver. And so, um, you know, Matthew and Coop did a great job of executing it. Everybody kind of sold the play the right way. And uh, once you kind of felt us get that one, it was like, uh-oh. You know, in, in most most of the time for us, it's those drives where we, you know, we kind of find a way to get a first down and we get in that rhythm. And, and Sean's so good at just calling it on the field after that, just never letting people huddle and keeping us moving. And so – uh, once we got that first down, we felt really good about our opportunity to possibly drive this thing down the field. Yeah, and and the one moment for me when I was watching it, Andrew Whitworth, that I'm like, okay, this drive could really be the game winner, um, despite the stalling that I'd seen over the uh, entire quarter to that point, was when you did cross midfield, that throw to cup over the middle, and you got into Bengal, Bengals territory, not on just the edge, but you were flat out right there now. Um, and then I saw two days later, that was a no-look throw by Stafford. Holy crap. That might be one of the greatest throws I've ever seen in the Super Bowl in that moment in my entire life. Did you did you know he threw that no-look until days later, Andrew? I also, did not until uh, later that night. He kind of told me when we were together, but uh, I didn't actually see the video until the next day or two. And it's just, you know, it's just those two guys, man. I mean, I, I, I consider myself somebody who gets to the building pretty early in the mornings and all through the season, you know, Rich, these two guys, every day, I'd get here at 6 o'clock, 6.15, 5.45, whatever. They're the first two cars in the in the lot. They're together watching film, watching tape, studying defenses, thinking of how they can kind of play off of each other. Um, to see those two execute that in that moment, I mean, as cool as it is, it's not shocking. And it's not something that surprises me because the work they put in together and the relationship they really had from day one is um, – you know, to me, it's just a testament of everything they've done and a proof to people, man, you put in the time and the effort and the energy, um, good things will happen for you. Walter Payton, Man of the Year Award winner, Andrew Whitworth. And that was, I mean, <laughs> Super Bowl, the capper of a weekend in which you win the award. What a beautiful speech, Andrew. Beautiful speech that you delivered that night. I don't know how you got through it, to be honest with you. You know, how long, uh, how long did you get a chance to work on that one, Andrew? You know, really just going through the Super Bowl week, I didn't have much time, but we did have our Tuesdays, our normal day off in the NFL, and we kind of scheduled our our whole week to kind of simulate an actual game week and make sure that it was pretty normal. So Tuesday we were off, and uh, I went to our breakfast club that we have every week and uh, with Matthew and Coop, and, and when I left there, I went home and sat down at the house and just, you know, got a laptop out and said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and just think about this and say some things that I'd want to put down. So um, I wrote it out, and felt good about it. My wife helped me, you know, kind of 
I'm not the greatest speaker in the world, probably. So, you know, I got a Louisiana education, but uh, <laughs> she helped me get my words correct. And uh, it was great. I went out there and really didn't have to use the prompter and just kind of spoke it from the heart. The same way I wrote it down. So it was, it was, uh, it was awesome. And it was a really cool opportunity to get up there in front of my peers. First thing I, first time I'd ever gotten a chance to do that in my career and, and just what a cool moment that was. Something I'll also never forget. And what's it like to put on a Super Bowl jersey being the first time you get to wear that patch, too? How about that? What was that like when you yeah, saw really that jersey? Yeah, really cool. I appreciate the Rams so hard for, for pushing for that. You know, I think they, they had to push the league pretty hard. To, you know, usually you get to wear it the next season. And uh, just with them not knowing my future or not and, and you know, what's left, uh, you know, the league allowed it to happen. And I thought that was really cool, really special to me. I couldn't be more thankful for it. Uh, for my kids to get to see it, for me to get a chance to wear it, um, I kind of look like a NASCAR driver out there. <laughs> I had on my jersey. But – it's, uh, you know, it was awesome. It was really special and really cool. And I actually got a cool moment with Matthew Stafford's daughter, Hunter, who uh, I picked her up after the game, and she sees the patch and kind of grabs it. That's a really cool photo of me and her laughing at each other. That's, that's pretty special. Yeah, man. You got the C you got for your captain. You got the Rams logo. You got the Super Bowl logo. And you got that patch on your on your jersey. That was, that's quite something. Um, so uh, the moment in the uh, parade – where uh, Sean McVay starts screaming, run it back at Aaron Donald, and Donald basically ba- agrees. Does that mean that the, the gang's going to come back together, do you think, next year, Andrew? What's your guess here? What's your yeah, guess? I really I, I hope so. I mean, we'll see. I mean, everybody needs to make their best decision for them, but I really, I really hope so. I mean, I think that uh, Aaron Donald's just such a special player, and I thought really this last half of this season – um, he became not only a special player and a great leader, you know, he's always been by his actions. I mean, people can follow him all day long by just the silent actions of how he does things every single day. But this year I thought he really developed his voice and his ability to talk to the people he's playing with and communicate with them what he expects of them and what he demands. And and uh, I thought it really brought the level of play around him to a whole new level. And I think that that is a really special trait to have in a human being like he is. And so, man, I would love to see him to continue and love to see that defense just elevate around him. And, and uh, I think it, it I think it really can. He could be a special leader in this league. Well, I mean, did you see anything? I mean, because, again, you know as you're at the end of uh, your road potentially um, and know what he does to get that Adonis body and to be as great as he is. And then we saw his greatness at the most crucial moments, most crucial moments against Arizona in the playoffs, against San Francisco in the NFC Championship game, against Cincinnati in the Super Bowl, against Arizona in the regular season, calling game basically. No, who calls game like he's an NBA three-point shot artist? You know what I mean? No, that doesn't happen in the NFL, but he does. So what, did you get any sense at all that he was thinking this is, this is a, a grind that I might be done with? You get any sense like that? Andrew? Well, I think anytime you got people, no different than really even Sean, similar. Anytime you got people that that really um, they're excellent at what they do, but they also pour every ounce of their soul into it. I mean, nobody works harder than Aaron Donald. Nobody trains harder. Nobody's more focused and locked into every single thing they do. Uh, it'd be physically impossible, and I don't think there's a lot of people that physically are able to train the way he trains and, and how hard he trains, how hard he pushes. I know, you know. He's already training right now just because I know him well enough to know what he's up to and have seen him, and he's already training now, and, and uh, he's just one of those guys that it's just rare. And So I think when you start to think, hey, man, 
what else is there for me to accomplish? I've been a multiple-time defensive MVP. I've, I've now won a Super Bowl. I'm a Pro Bowler. I'm all pro. I mean, I think you can start to think how, how much more of this can I put into the game, and, and maybe that's really where he was at. But this this little time right here where he gets to step away and say, what's really important to me? How much do I want to submit my legacy in the NFL? Um, you know, I, I hope he I hope he continues. I hope he continues to do it because he's already probably one of the best that's ever done it, but I'd love him to just stamp it and there's no chance that anybody can say anything other than Aaron Donald, the greatest defensive player that's ever played. And then what about you? Is it true that Gretzky uh, and you had a chat? Andrew Whitworth is that a is that a, a fact? You and Gretz? Well, he was nice. He was nice enough to, to give me a holler uh, after we won the NFC Championship and and the and really the Super Bowl week and after. Um, you know, we we live close to each other out here and have played some golf together. So uh, he's somebody I've leaned on in the past, just asking questions about playing at an older age and what it, what it was like for him and those kind of things when he decided to retire. And so, you know, he, he just sent me a funny, just being funny, he kind of said, hey, man, listen, you know what's even better than winning one is winning two. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I get it. He's, he's, he's the great one for a reason. So we'll see what happens. But uh, my favorite part of the whole conversation is he actually like kind of was like, hey, man, I'm sorry to bother you. I just want to communicate. I'm like, you're the great one. I, I would never not answer the phone if you called. Uh, I mean, I'll drop my kids on the ground and pick up the phone. You know? It's like, hey, the great one's calling. I get over it. You know, hey, the great one. Anyways, but no, it's it's uh, he's a great guy, man, and been a great reference for me, and so I, I appreciate that uh, that little nugget he threw out there to kind of change my mind a little bit if, if I am thinking about stepping it down. So when do you make your decision? What what is this? You know, because um, what do you, what's your you know? Process? I think Rich, it's one of those things that you're, you're probably what I mean. We're week and a half from the game right now. Um, I, I'd love to probably take another week or so, um, get myself a little closer to the new league year. And, and just get a little removed and say, how does the body feel? What do I feel like is, is the next thing I want to chase? I'm somebody that regardless if I'm playing or not, uh, I'm going to be chasing greatness and something else. So um, I want to make sure that football is exactly what I want to do. I think it's a discredit to your team and to your teammates to not be giving your full 100% heart and effort into something you're doing. And so if, if there's a way I can help them in this building outside of playing, if there's a way that I can be a part of the game outside of playing, or if it's on the football field with them, I want to make sure that whatever I'm doing, uh, I'm fully into. And so uh, I, I want to make that decision with a little bit of a little bit of time away from the last game. And, and uh, I'll do that. And the Rams know that. And we're all on the same page. So uh, I look forward to be able to sit down with the family and, and the Rams and, and make a decision here soon. Okay. If I had come up to you uh, or somebody come up to you uh, at that table in Cabo when uh, when it was dawned on everybody that Stafford's in town and maybe, maybe you know, and then, then he winds up with the team that, hey, by the way, you're going to not only win your division but host the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl and win all of it. What would you have said, Andrew? What would you have? Uh, uh, I would have told you you were, you know, drinking too much tequila in Cabo. Oh, I bet. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just unbelievable. It really is. You look at it, it's crazy. I remember we actually played the, the Niners on a year to the date of the trade happening. Right. And um, I've, I've actually got a cool photo of, of me, Matthew, and Sean taking a picture with Cooper. Uh, we were sending him a picture of us three together after the trade had gone down um, to just say hello to him. And it actually was around the exact same time that me, Sean, and Matthew were hugging right after the NFC Championship uh, a year to the date, wow. uh, which is just unbelievable to think about and um it's been quite a year as stafford said it's been it's been kind of a wild 365 days but uh it's been really special and and one i'll never forget congrats 
I told you that when I saw you. So well-deserved. Weddle, too, man. I mean, holy crap. What he did was insane to go from the couch to two weeks later, 61 snaps against the Bucks, you know, and then he's wearing the green dot during the Super Bowl. I mean, that guy's in, out of his mind. That guy is incredible, what he did. Tears his pack in the beginning of the game and stays in for the whole entire rest of the game. Crazy. <laughs> he said he had the rest of his life, right, to, 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 uh, to, to nurse up his pack. So bless that guy. And congrats to you. Congrats to you and your, your family. Andrew, let's uh, stay in touch. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, Rich. You Thank got you it. so much, man. That's Andrew Whitworth, everybody. Walter Payton, Man of the Year Award winner. I didn't think about that, that they had to make Wait. a special dispensation to get that patch on him right yeah. away. yeah. I mean, these things happen. The patch is lying around. Just sew it on there. Just one guy. It's just one jersey. That's funny. He is said it, it looked like a NASCAR. Sew situation or iron on? I don't think you're ironing on. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, man. And Rich, like you and I discussed... I think you're sewing that thing on. Like you Good and I, question, though. <laughs> you and I talked about it, how great it is to see this award being at the forefront of the awards, even after yes. the MVP. That it's the best the picture of, man the, of, the, of year the honors is, award, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a very big deal and a very high award to recognition is incredible so it's amazing yeah again i know that they all the the nominees were there on the stage but they had to tell whitworth early in, in advance that you're winning we'd like you there you know we know you're in the super bowl so yeah. they had to yeah. 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 so he had a plan for it he had to get there and it had to be a thursday and he's tuesday before he's writing it on his off day it's cool luckily it was in the same city you know it you might know, have been a different well, story if well um let's take a break when we come back here uh on the program Something happened yesterday, reportedly, that might give you an indication that um, Sean McVay is not going anywhere. Oh, That's next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH being the number to dial here on the program. Callaway Rogue, everybody. The golf equipment company that tells you they're not as long off the tee as everybody else. That doesn't exist. Everybody claims that they're the longest off the tee. But Callaway's new Rogue ST driver is the only one built to completely bomb it because the ST stands for speed tune. Every Callaway driver, Rogue ST driver, has been speed tuned to Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge, which gives you more speed on off-center hits, provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. Now, Every Callaway has been engineered for every player, right? But most golfers are going to fit into the Max. Incredible combination of distance and forgiveness. The Max D stands for dedicated draw model for players who need more shot shape correction. And if you need something more low spin, there's Max. LS gives you stronger trajectory, more neutral ball flight. The Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS is for the true players out there for some low Spin, comp, the low spin head with that uh, tour players love. Nice and compact for you as well. Callaway is thought through every aspect of speed, so all you have to do is go rogue. Find your rogue ST driver at callawaygolf.com slash go rogue. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the program. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, <laughs> um, so Sean McVay, um, as we know, going into the Super Bowl, I think Breer was the first to throw it out there that, you know, yeah. he, he's thinking about something other than coaching, right? And he's thinking about being. Yeah, well, he's getting married this summer, right? And, and so he wants, you know, this family right, thing came up. And you know, if he wins at age thirty-six, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, and as you know, the previous youngest winning coach in the history of the Super Bowl retired after ten years, right? And then had one of the greatest broadcasting careers in the history of football broadcasting. I think John Madden will be forever remembered as the greatest play-by-play, uh, you know, color. wingman, the yeah, color yeah, yeah. analyst ever, right? He's the first to telestrate. He was the first kids to draw on the screen and say, this guy goes here, yeah. this guy goes there, boom. <laughs> Just lines you know, around. Like, boom, honestly, <laughs> it, 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 he was drawing on the screen and like, that guy goes here and this guy goes there and watch this guy. And he circled it and it would, it would be the, the... Eight-legged turkey. Yeah, the <laughs> telestrator. <laughs> right, and all of that. He would circle the turkey as it was being brought it was out great. on it Thanksgiving. Was it was incredible. And so when you have a coach who has a personality and can you know, dissect things in a very um, consumable, understandable way to everyone. And McVeigh seems to have that talent. Well, you know, if he wants, and he sounds like John Gruden, who you know has a, uh, he's got the cadence thing down, similar to Gruden, who had a terrific run on Monday Night Football before going back to coaching. And um, so, yeah, I think... All sorts of television executives would fall over themselves if McVeigh wants to go. Well, the one spot that uh, the rumor was all about was Monday Night Football. And according to Andrew Marchand of the New York Post, who covers this sort of stuff, and usually when he's got it, he's got it. It's very, I don't know how many times he's retracted anything. But he says uh, Troy Aikman's leaving Fox for Monday Night Football. Ooh, baby. Mm. That Troy's going to the worldwide leader. And I, I, I don't know how much uh, of a firewall he has in his contract, but because, you know, ESPN likes to use folks. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he'll be on first take with, uh, with Stephen A. I don't think Troy's doing the car wash. I don't know. I mean, but, <laughs> but Troy was 
incredible. He was outstanding at doing the draft with us one year for the NFL Network. So you want to throw Aikman on your draft set, that is something that certainly has my attention as NFL Network's draft host. And um, I don't know what else he's going to do there. But if he's there, that's one less spot for McVay to go to unless Fox wants to say, this used to be Madden's chair, do you want it? Unless that's a spot where Sean Payton wants to sit in, although that's that's quite a jump that Gruden didn't make, and we'll see if that's something that could be possible. He might be auditioning literally in a booth right now with Joe Buck. Uh, I don't now know. Where Del Tufo is today? That could be where Del Tufo is today. <laughs> I'm as clueless as you. I don't know where he is. <laughs> Del Tufo, you mean? I have no yeah. idea. Jason just waits by the back phone to get I the mean, call. I it, mean, it's fascinating. Then there's Amazon's Thursday Night Football that um, that the the hot rumor has been Al Michaels is going to was going to call those games, but I don't know yeah. if Al's going to want to now do Monday night with Troy. Al, the rumor was wanted Troy to be with him. I have not spoken to my friend. All right, can this. we FaceTime Al about now, this? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. You were on FaceTime him yesterday. Yeah. And two days ago. Been a, no, it was, the, was it two days ago? Two days ago for the marathon. Yeah, and this could have been a, another reason why That's I didn't FaceTime him. Mean. Well, you mentioned he's deep one. in all this stuff going yeah. on. Al, I know your contract one negotiations thing, here, are here, good. Here's one thing for sure, folks. Super Bowl 56 is not, will not be, was not the last time you hear Al Michaels call an NFL game. And maybe even a Super Bowl. So, you know, the greatest play-by-play man, you know, maybe right, ever, maybe this ever World Series and Super Bowls and Olympics, as you wanted us again, the FaceTime was Tuesday because it was the 42nd anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. Yep. So let's just FaceTime him and talk about it. Right now. Now, this is way, sure. this is way juicier. Thank hey, you. Al, I know we're on the air and you're my close friend, well, but... Where are you going next? Anyway, the reason why we bring this all up is I, I, I'm not sitting here thinking that folks are on the edge of their seat to, about who's calling what. Like, this is kind of an insider. This is an industry thing that we're talking yeah, about right now. People were talking about no, it I, yesterday, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the NFL is the most watched sport in America. So, by a wide margin. And the, the most watched television show, if you want to categorize Sunday night football and Thursday nights and Monday nights as television shows. Especially when a certain Cowboys team. Yeah, you know what? And I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. That's a fact. That is truth. You are spitting facts. That's all I try to do here. You Rich. are spitting facts. Also, you know what's amazing? <laughs> about that. So, And that's why what makes Fox's television package so enticing is because they have more Cowboy games because they have the NFC, you know. Uh, mostly, obviously, there's cross-flexing. And again, I don't want to get too deep into um, this world that might cause you to tune out. I'm just mentioning all of this because if McVeigh and Monday Night Football were were talking and that was the spark of all this, um, now Fox might be on the phone with McVeigh right now and Amazon might be on the phone with McVeigh right now, but if Monday Night Football was the pre-Super Bowl and post Super Bowl first blush impetus for him to think about retiring. That's now apparently off the table. So, Troy made, you want to guess how much Troy made in 12 years with Dallas? Um, he played from 89 to 2000. 
um, half of what his contract is supposedly worth 20, with with ESPN? $32 million. Yeah, Rich, Rich is a closer. It's, uh, he made 55.5 in 12 years. Yeah, and the rumor is, and, and by the way, the amazing thing is you got Romo to thank. Romo yeah. has totally changed the market. What, and, what CBS paid him has yeah. totally changed what folks like Aikman are earning. And Aaron Rodgers now. wants $50 million for, for one year. How about that? Troy got three of them things, as, as Mike Irvin would say. By the way, how about that? We, we you know, because we went right into the Andrew Whitworth conversation. How about Diana Rossini saying that Rodgers wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL? <laughs> totally understand by a wide margin. Okay, fifty million a year, and he's going to be thirty-eight next year. Is that what he is? Yeah, I think he's thirty-seven right now. Now. You know what? Here's 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 the issue. He's 38 right now. Okay. He'll be 39 during the season. He'll be 39 during the season. Yeah. In December. Okay. And to me, again, um, him going on McAfee's show and talking about his cleanse and talking about the way he's taking care of his body and he just finished a cleanse, I, don't, I just don't think he wanted to tell you too much information. I, I think he's saying that to basically say, oh, I am absolutely, like, here I am. I'm ready to go. I, I'm, I'm three weeks removed from the season, a month removed yeah. from my last game, okay? And here I am already on, this is when most people are like, this is when my cheat day is, right? <laughs> and he's not cheating anything. He's, he's expressing in many ways. And so um, I would pay him $50 million a year. I'd do it. You would for how many years? If again, <laughs> if and, and me and his money. This is the <laughs> this is the risk you're taking. But let's use Brady as the model. Let's do it. Okay. Because Rogers appears to be on the same trajectory. Okay. Rogers appears to be on this now. Obviously, the difference is he's not hoisting the Lombardi like Brady did for times after turning 37 four times and he made the game five times he lost once there's one loss to Foles happened after the age of 37 so Rodgers has made zero Super Bowls and won zero rings after turning 37 but his regular season activity has been impeccable and he has an opportunity to break all the regular season records that Brady just set as a 40-year-old. He's poised. He can do it. He's not shown a single diminishing return. As a matter of fact, he's only playing his best football ever regular season. And I have to keep saying that because Brady separates when you're talking post as a 40-year-old, as somebody post-37. But if he's going to give me those years and I can surround him with the players to win. And I'd pay him that money. I'm not sitting here thinking, what, after at age 41, he's going to break down? Now, the history of human race tells you he will. Yeah, it fell off for Manning pretty quick. But what about what about TV 12? How about that? That's one on one. I, I think comparisons, are, comparisons yeah. are, he's, he's are not fair. I unless you can take care of your body in a certain way. Was it Albert who told us a couple years ago that, that he's Rob- already on the TB12 system? Yeah, exactly. Rogers is. Yeah. That he talked to Tom about it. Yeah. And this is the stuff that he's talking about to Tom after he's saving the Shambo's bacon. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Right? 
So wouldn't you? Wouldn't if you could? If you could get the four years oh, out of him, how much guaranteed do I have to give him? I I mean, what does that mean? It's just in case you're you're hedging. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But just understand if you give him the contract, or you're hedging after two years to the point where he cannot guarantee, he cannot guarantee that he will not be sitting at home watching the 2024 NFL draft and seeing the next Jordan Love taken. When he's feeling great and he's done for you exactly what he said he would do for you in terms of regular season play and the postseason stuff, yeah, some of it's on him. Like he missed Lazard over the middle instead of going up top with four and a half minutes to go. Part of that is also putting together something that can dominate in the cold weather. You know? Give him somebody who looks like Debo. They have them, though. They have two great running backs. Well, they... that's the thing. is uh, Dylan, to me, is a difference maker. And his injury in the, in the division game was huge, man. Yeah. If they could have just kept bowling him downhill at San Francisco in the third quarter, tenderize him for the fourth, that might have been a different result. But you're talking about in two Give years. Give him more guys like that. Suddenly now he's Brady, where it's like, you know, well, the where Bill was just like, okay, how much longer are we going to do this? That's why you got to give him that contract now, which the Patriots didn't do. So you would give Rodgers two hundred million guaranteed? I don't know about that either. I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm just saying you got to be you got to be careful, otherwise you lose him. Right. One thing though, for sure, is the difference. We talk about the difference between this year and last. Yes, the difference between this year and last is they're in a much better place, right? It seems it's like it's, much it's, it seems you know way. why they're in a much better place. It's not just the communication and trust. It's because the other thing that's different between this year and last, it doesn't appear like they're come hell or high water. It's Jordan Love's year. Sorry, you're out. Yeah, that, that thing's one, gone. Yeah, that's game, over. Man, that one game really screwed Jordan Love. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's that either, man. No, yeah, because he really it's not, pooped the bed against by the way, KC. By the way, against one of the best teams in the AFC, he's never started. It's on the road. His family's poor. Poor family's watching the Kansas City Royals game instead of the game because of where they're put. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's. it's well, wait, you can't just. Still you have can't just. And, and by the way, he learns. He learns just a few days before that it's his start. Like that's not. You can't sit here and evaluate him. Justin Herbert. Throwing Learned five minutes before his. First I guess start. against the Chiefs that he's at home. I, I, I'm I'm just going to say that you can't throw the entire evaluation of Jordan Love out but the window. It seems like the Packers are. But part of that is because of what Rodgers did. He in another MVP season. He was remarkable. He was remarkable until that divisional snowy freezing night, yeah. where mistakes got made. Man, that fumble by Mercedes Lewis changed it all. It looked like they were just coming out of the gate and hitting the Niners in the mouth, down two scores. Good luck, Jimmy G, trying to come back from that. And then the special teams was awful. Rich Basaccia being hired there is a terrific hire, which is another reason why Rodgers should think this is going to be better coming back. But I also like, I like your point. Like Green Bay, as they're currently constructed, not constructed for zero degrees and snow in the playoffs. But neither technically is San Francisco, you know, playing their games up in Northern more, California. A little bit but more. But they, 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 they do have a physical aspect yeah. that normally Green Bay can show. It just it was just off from the beginning, which is why, again, I'm not seeing a diminishing return, and I would do it. Another team is going to have to do it, too. $50 million a year is a ton 
but the cap's going to go up. You can have some sort of, you know, I just told there was no math on this test, but apparently other people can just figure it out. Pay that man his money. Yeah, certainly if he's playing as well as he is and he's already cleansing. Late February cleanse, by the way. <laughs> Watering and fertilizing. <laughs> Write that one down. I don't even want to know what the avatar looks like for that fantasy uh, team name. Uh, poop emoji. Late February cleanse. Sounds exactly what you and River did, Jay Felly, for hey, your yeah. family. Hey, you know, everybody. Okay. Uh, let's take a break. 844-204-RICH. Your phone calls uh, before we get to a busy third hour with David Shaw of Stanford and Nick Muhammad, who plays Nate the Great. And Ted Lasso, hour three. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on a terrestrial radio, we just we just uh, played the prices right. We just played prices right for the coffee, the half pound of coffee that I had. A, I was guilted into buying Mike Del Tufo when I was in Hawaii. T.J. Jefferson got it on the head, fifty dollars. I need to go back. True Carey, like I know there's a ten year deal. We gotta we gotta waive that, dude. Like, let me buy, back you on get, there. You get both coffees, both caffeinated yeah. and decaf. So you let got, me get you, it. And Mike doesn't doesn't. I played that. You don't wrong. drink coffee, do you? Drink. I'll see, start. You sip tea. I'll which start. You, <laughs> 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 yeah, T.J.'s a, a tea drinker, and and he he chooses the worst possible times to take his sips because he seems like every single time Mike you were taking a sip, I saw. Per- when Andrew Whitworth talked about how Wayne Gretzky calls him and how he would drop his own children on the ground to answer a phone call from Wayne I Gretzky. Had, I had just taken a sip and I just... You choked on it, man. Choke on that, baby. Choke on that, baby. <laughs> Shooter. Shooter. Uh, so could you imagine uh, I step up and like Susie's like, you got to get coffee for Mike. He said way, he wanted to get a it. half get a it. pound Dude, for it's, 50 bucks? It's insanely expensive. Did you say no at first? Or? I did. Can't I say thought no. to myself, I'm like, I am not getting this for Mike. Like, no. I, I, I love the guy, like, but I, I mean, right, seriously, on. like if we did Secret Santas here in the Rich Eisen show and this would be here our eighth Secret Santa, I wouldn't even be up to half the amount of money of that coffee. Now, I don't know if my I don't know if like my laptop is listening to me, but I just typed in why is Kona and the autofills were coffee so expensive. 
That's Coffee. freaking me out. Why is Kona coffee so but good? It what, must be delicious. What would that cost here? Like at Starbucks? Oh, I mean, if it wasn't oh, Kona coffee, I mean, yeah. It Kona be coffee like, Starbucks would like, be like 28 20 bucks, bucks for yeah, like a, a, a grind. Oh, my goodness. Wow. By the way, Rich, it seems like while $50 for half a pound is expensive, there are some that it's like a hundred bucks. Three thirty. It's insane. Three I'm telling for you, it's what? insane. And so when Susie's like, "You got to get it for him," I'm like, "I, I don't want to spend that money yeah. <laughs> on him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you got it. I did. Yeah, because you know. Well, you know why? Because just like many other gentlemen out there, you just don't want to hear it. Yeah. When you get home. You <laughs> just sense. like it's easier. I found an article. The real reason Kona coffee is so expensive. Because Mike Del Tufo likes it. <laughs> just stand Del Tufo by. Was right. And he has stand nothing by. else to spend his money on except expensive things. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, we only know that because he tells us all the time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Yeah. According to Full Coffee Roast, Kona beans, beans. release flavors. It's all about the beans. That create a very unique cup of coffee depending on the roast level. Well, I got him the dark roast because I. There you go. Dark roast brings out the nutty and buttery caramel notes that will leave you asking for a refill. Oh, Mike, right. Mike Del Tufo is nutty and buttery in his own way. <laughs> ah, there, it's a small production cone of coffee. That's why it's so, so yeah. expensive. But I got like, it for him. I'll give it to him tomorrow. Well, That'll be great. Like you supported local businesses, what it sounded like. So I it's did. worth the extra money because they're small and they're local. And you know. Hunter in Chapel Hill, North Carolina has been hanging on forever. What's up, Hunter? Uh oh, Hunter, Hello. you there? Morning, morning, Rich. Yeah, morning, how are you, morning. Hunter? Pick what up. Do. What's up, Hunter? Yeah, I'm here. Um, how's it going, guys? Where are you? Hey, I'm done. Uh, I'm a student at UMC Chapel Hill. Hey, nice. very good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I just had uh, two quick things uh, to touch with you guys. First, uh, question to Chris. I'm a big Celtics fan. Yep. Uh, NBA coming on tonight. Uh, I know we got ten to one odds right now to uh, go to the finals. How do you? What are you looking at, that Chris? You like? Uh, you like our odds? He's not touching that bet. No way. It's, it, it's ten to one. It's it's not enough value for what's standing in our way. We still have to get through. You know, there's five teams. You know, arguably, you could say are better than we are, but we are the hottest team in the East. Uh, I think we're a year or two away. Right. Huh. Right. I agree. I agree. And uh, the other thing, uh, to Rich, uh, I'm going to have to call you out, Rich. Um, I was listening to the show yesterday, yeah. uh, and I was listening to the interview with Seth. Yeah, Seth Davis. And uh, I'm from New York. Uh, I actually went to Camp Aquanone as a camper. I'm currently a counselor there now. Okay. And you, you were, I heard you throwing a little trash on us, but it's all good. Well, it's like, uh, again, this is, how old are you? You're, you're currently in college, right? Uh, I'm, I'm 19. I'm a freshman in college. Okay. Well, all I know is back in the uh, 80s, back in the early 80s, uh, there were only a bunch of a-holes there. And it was very tough uh, for <laughs> inter-camp games. They were highfalutin. Highfalutin fake people, you know. So uh, that's the way I f- that's my memory of it. No, no offense to you. I, I hear you, Rich. Okay, but 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 by the way, for you, this is a quad one uh, phone call. Well, well done. Round yeah, it is. Quad one. Quad one. Call. Quad one win. Quad one win. Thank you for the call. Appreciate go, go that. Heels. Appreciate the call. Uh, how about my Wolverines last night with Phil Martelli? Mm. Took care of Rutgers. Nice. They smack them down. Rutgers is a pretty good team, and uh, was that a quad one win? Is that a quad one win? I don't think I've so. No, he told me what a quad one was, Seth Davis. I All still right, didn't understand what it. What quad is Rutgers? Quad, when he was telling me about quad one wins and what it means when you're at home or on a neutral site or on the road, 
And it means it, it quad one win at home is if you beat someone in top 25 and somebody in top 50 on a neutral top 75, something like that. It's like a, being at a dinner party when you ask somebody what they do for a living. Oh, I consult. I do some consulting. What do you do? Well, I talk to people about stuff with, that they're interested in and I give them some ideas. Oh, really? About what? Well, what I do is, is I have a consulting business and sometimes I do some marketing on the side. Well, what do you market? Oh, I market consulting. And it's just like, oh, God, how did I get the middle seat? <laughs> <laughs> that's quad one what? to me like you could explain it to me five times i still won't understand it <laughs> but all i know that's why i boiled it down i'm like give me the number i need to see michigan associated with with quad one wins in order to get off the bubble andy katz in the big 10 network said that that win uh, got them off the bubble unfortunately there's four more games to go andy so i was watching it last night with my buddy revson from back in the day on the big 10 network so, so. if i heard seth davis correctly yesterday yes rpi is done we're done with that no i think it's part of it it's now part of the puzzle there's now quad one and quad two wins and now we're throwing rpi in on top I, of that i'm assuming i have no idea anymore when I've, does marsh madness start so i can gamble like crazy that's, that's what i want to <laughs> well, know well i think i think the, you know i saw last night big 10 tournament starts march 9th i think it's the 17th and 18th there you go so you know what it is i know i was just doing the thing that was a quad one win phone call. <laughs> quad one win. All right. Again, something I never had as a child. Quad one win. Never. So. Uh, <laughs> but you had all that hair back then. I did. Oh, the salad I had. Coming up next, David Shaw, Stanford. <laughs> 